Oh, it sucks. It's kind of embarrassing and it feels like I should be able to fix it, that sure. there's that, that it, there's something wrong with me as a human being, as opposed to there's something wrong medically, medically with me. Yeah. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what to do when your spouse is struggling with depression. We have to walk next to each other. So hold your pocket. Hold your pocket. <laughs> you hold on to me like we're going for a walk and we're going to try this. This, this is... might totally not work at all, but we're going to give it a try. And there's a car following us. Are you ever self-conscious when you walk around with a selfie stick like this? I am massively self-conscious. Walk on a sidewalk. It's Wednesday morning and we have a morning together, right? Yep. Don't run into the mailbox. Or into the post. Can we go down onto there? There we go. So for the last couple weeks, probably six, seven, six eight weeks. Six to eight weeks or so, I would say. You haven't been doing so good. No, I haven't. I, um... I struggle with seasonal affective disorder, so I have some minor depression during the winter season when it's gloomy, I don't get enough sunshine, and and we figured that out, I don't know, quite a few years ago. Yep. Um, probably, well, I think we probably figured it out when I was pregnant with Isaac, but I was also diagnosed as severely depressed at that point. Right. That was, what, 15, 16 years ago? Yeah, something like that. Um, and we went on our cruise in April and had, had a great time. amazing time. And I had about three weeks after that, that was just, Perfect. I was doing really good. And then something just clicked inside of me and I started feeling pretty crummy. Yep. And I think it took about, what do you say? Three weeks, at least for me to figure out, oh, this is more than just, yeah. Having a bad day. Having a bad day, yeah. Yeah. And having to admit that you might be struggling with depression. Oh, it sucks. It really does. It's it's kind of embarrassing and it feels like I should be able to fix it. The things that I normally do for my seasonal affective disorder um, aren't yeah. working. No. Normally, normally swimming, eating um, the right foods, because there are certain foods that aggravate it. Yeah. Um, none of that has been helping. I don't no. even want, I love swimming, absolutely love to go swimming, and I haven't even wanted to do that. I'm still going because I know it's good for my body, right. um, but it, it just isn't making a difference. No. And so this time, Paul finally told me, he said, honey, I really think that this time, it's not the seasonal effective, it's, it's a chemical imbalance. Yeah. Which actually gave me a little bit of relief because it made me feel like, okay, it's not something that I'm doing or I can't control chemicals in my body. No. I just can't. No. But it still sucks. It does. It does. And the thing that we always laugh about is when you first kind of got diagnosed with depression, you one time came up <laughs> to me and said... Morning, the next morning I got up in the morning and Paul says to me, he's looking at me, I'm sitting on the bed and he's, he said, what's the matter, honey? And I said... 
I'm depressed because I'm depressed. I'm depressed because I have depression. (laughs) And he just cracked up and I couldn't figure out what was funny till he repeated it back to me. And that's kind of our little joke now that we make a lot. Yep. Yep. All the time. We're going to cut through this to the tall grass here, but we probably got to go single (sighs) file-ish. Okay. Well, that was interesting. So as you are wrestling with depression and you're feeling pretty bad, what do you need from me? What's helpful? What's helpful that I can do for you while you're in a bad spot? Well, one of the biggest things, and, and this is probably just because of your area of expertise, um, is reminding me that I don't have control over this. Right. And that it's not... We have a lawnmower. Yeah. Keep going. And that it's not... Um, a character flaw in me because that's what it feels like sometimes yeah that sure. there's that that it, there's something wrong with me as a human being as opposed to there's something wrong medically medically with me yeah and the other thing I think that's really helpful for me is um, just how patient you are and understanding that some days I just no matter how hard I try, I just can't get the things done that I want to do. Right. Or find the fun in things. Yeah. And you're very kind and patient with that. Yeah. Because it's not your fault. You can't, you can't talk yourself into being happier. No. You can't make yourself be happier. You can't read your Bible and pray more and be happier. Uh-uh. You, your chemicals internally are just whacked right now. Right. And, and it's my responsibility as a husband to understand that and to change my expectations of you. Because if I expect you to just be happy, to just get over it, to uh, snap out of it, to do all these things that I hear sometimes in my office, it is, it is massively disappointing and it put, puts pressure on you which is which just clearly makes it unfair worse. it's unfair yeah makes it worse it doesn't actually help you and it's not always easy because no. when i wake up and you wake up in the morning and i can already tell that you're you're not in a good spot <laughs> they're really bad days um i'm heavy for you and right. i and i want to help you and i want to i want to fix you and i want to take care of you and i can't do it I, right. I can't actually do anything to fix you and change you right and, and that's something that's really helpful, too. You don't try to fix me. You don't try to to tell me, suggest different ideas on what to do to feel better or tell me it's it's going to be better. Or, I mean, you don't do that. You just you give me, you just say, I'm so sorry you're feeling that way. And you ask me, is there anything you can do? Is there anything that would be helpful? And most of the time I tell you, I don't know, because I really don't. Yeah. I, I just, I can't think of anything that would help. Yeah. Well, probably because it's a chemical thing. And yeah. Back in our early years of marriage, when my codependency was pretty high, your bad days would actually cause insecurity in me. Right. And the question I would always ask is, are we okay? Is right. there something, is there something I've done? Have I made you mad? Are you disappointed with me? And I've, I, I learned at some point that that's massively unfair of you because you're already feeling bad. You're depressed. You're going through depression. You're having a hard time finding your own 
strength and encouragement for yourself. And now I'm asking you to reassure me. Right. To take care of me. To remind me that I'm okay. And that is just so unfair. Right. But that was rooted in my insecurities. That was rooted in my immaturity. Let's go this way. And, and I'm glad that I've learned how to not do that anymore. Right. At least I don't do it externally. <laughs> this morning, I was still going, are we okay? Are... Uh, is there anything we need to fix? Is there anything I've done wrong? And I have to keep telling myself, no, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong. We, there's nothing to fix here except my wife's depressed. And it's interesting because I've even had a couple of good days the last few days in a row. Yeah. And that you still feel those things. Yeah. Well, what I, would you want to say to the person who's struggling? Well, I would say don't feel bad, but that would be <laughs> stupid because I still You're feel depressed. bad. Well, no, I mean, from the perspective of recognizing that you can't, you you didn't do anything to cause it. Right. Um, but, but even you telling me that sometimes doesn't make me feel better because you just feel bad. Right. I met with a friend the other day and she asked me how I was doing and I told her that I was mm-hmm. struggling with depression and she said, I'm so glad you told me because I thought I was the only one feeling that way. Mm. Yeah. So I think, I think, um, I would say that being able to verbalize it is really helpful. And, and after we left our our breakfast that we had together, we both actually had a pretty good day. So I think the the hard part is you don't really want to talk about it because you really it, it makes makes you feel bad about yourself yeah. on top of the emotions that you're already struggling with. Sure. Um, and a lot of people don't understand depression, and there are different severities, different types of it. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people think that you should just be able to get over it or pull yourself up by the bootstraps or all of those different sayings. So it's really hard to actually talk to people to find the courage to talk to someone about it. But I really think that it's helpful when you can verbalize it. And um, I think, I think it, once I talked to, talked to you about it, that helped because, um, then I have someone on my side. Yeah. So I guess that would You're be... You're not alone in it. Right. I guess that would probably be my advice is um, talk to your spouse. And hopefully you have a spouse that will listen and be understanding. Yeah. So I guess that would be my advice to spouses. Sure, sure. Now, we're kind of in a unique situation because of my training and right. my occupation. I'm able to recognize these things. Um I don't diagnose you because I'm not your counselor, I'm your husband, but commonsensically I can recognize depression Right. and, and I'm comfortable dealing with that. I know what to do with that. But for other couples who don't have mental health training or things like that, you actually might need Need to to go to a counselor and to just ask the questions, describe what's going on, help them redefine what's happening so that it isn't again... Um, being personalized as you're just having a bad day and you got to change your attitude right. and it can be normalized into no this is a real thing and you actually need a little bit of 
help you right. need to chemically reset your body and you do that through homeopathics and right. naturopathic means some people need to go on antidepressants but you and, need it, to... and I've done antidepressants yep. in the past yep. and it's and it's different for different people yep. for me it took about four weeks for the medication to kick in and I felt a click yep and um, we call it like a chemical jump start yep it just gets your brain back in the right place again yep and so um, that's how for us, because of that situation, it's easy for Paul to tell. And he knows me, so he knows the difference between whether it's um, seasonal or whether it's a chemical imbalance or whether it's a situational yeah. cause. And yeah. so... Um, it's okay to go seek help. It's okay yes. to go ask someone and say, explain to us what's going on or we're a little confused. Help us help us figure this figure out. out. Exactly. Yeah. That's actually wise and responsible to do. I I kind of forget that you have a little bit more knowledge than most people do, so I forget kind of that important piece. Like, it would be good to go talk to someone, uh, a professional. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. For the one who's not struggling, some of the things that you can do that would be really helpful yeah. are to be patient, be kind, and don't withdraw. That's huge. Um. It would be it would be really easy to withdraw because you just don't know what to do. Yeah. But the closer that you can stay with your spouse, walking in it, even if you, even if your only response is, I have no idea what to do or how to respond, but I love you, I care about you, and I want to be here for you in whatever way that looks like for us. Yeah. That's really really helpful. Good. Can I can I call out one other elephant in the room, which again oh, I see sure. a lot in my in my office primarily is when a wife is struggling with depression um she's usually not um very nice no well oh. that's true <laughs> she can be responsive in that way as well it's actually a lack of response sexually she's usually a little bit more shut down um not that interested in sex um not that responsive to sexual advances right and for a lot of men they actually get really angry they get really offended and they, they get really personal. pissed off they get, take it personal and they expect their wife to keep putting out and completely disregarding her heart, her mental right. state, her emotional state. And and people come in because they end up talking about, again, their sex life when the core issue is actually her emotional state, her, right. her depression that she's wrestling through in right. some way. So, men, if that is the situation with your wife, you can go weeks you can go months without ever having sex okay it's a possible it's possible and that doesn't mean that she's wrong it doesn't mean that she's bad it doesn't, and it mean, doesn't that mean that she doesn't care about you or nope. love you it means that she's in a difficult place and it's your turn to be sacrificial towards her and to say i don't actually need to turn to you in that way um to get those needs met i'm still going to act responsibly and morally and all these things um and i will be available for you i'm actually going to put energy into you rather than expecting you to put energy into us or our sex life in some right. way and that's not always easy no but that's why it's called a sacrifice <laughs> <laughs> because it's going to cost you something and and your wife is worth it that's the that's the decision you make that's the commitment you make to be married to a to an imperfect or flawed human being. Sometimes right. you're the flawed human being, sometimes your wife is the one who's struggling. And when you can recognize that it's a chemical or hormonal imbalance that's causing it, yep. for women, 
that's a huge deal. If your chemicals are off, your hormones are off, that affects everything. Once again, the theme in, in these podcasts, the whole theme of secure marriage is about how to live sacrificially for your spouse. You're living with a flawed human being. Right now in this podcast, we're talking probably a little bit more about Shannon's struggle and the thing that makes it difficult for her. Um, but secure marriage, having a Having a secure marriage means learning how to live sacrificially right. for each other. And that's not always easy. And if that's something that you want in your relationship, if that's something that you've uh, not learned how to master yet, then we want to make it easy for you to learn how to do that. And we've um, made that easy through uh, a website called 5-Minute Marriage Makeover, the number 5-MinuteMarriageMakeover.com. You go there and you're going to be able to download three videos that we've made on. Those videos talk about how to fight less, how to feel understood, and how to create a deep connection with each other. Right. Even when one person's not doing as great or, right. as, or as happy as you would want them to be. Start there and you'll get access to those free videos and then you'll be able to get more information on, on how to start building a marriage um, that, that is truly connective, that is truly fulfilling. Um, and, and and when you hit those bumps like depression, you yeah. can get through them so much easier. Yeah. We've always said that we don't have a perfect marriage. But we do have a secure marriage. And we really want you guys to have one too. So again, 5-Minute Marriage Makeover is a place where you can start that journey. Other than that, thanks for taking the time to watch this and to listen to this podcast. Um, if you have any other questions, feel free to reach out to us at podcasts at securemarriage.com. Have a great day. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the show this week. If you want to find out how you can build your own secure marriage, go to securemarriage.com. And if you have a chance, subscribe to our show on iTunes or however you get your podcast and leave us a review while you're there. You can also write us at podcast at securemarriage.com or follow us on Facebook. We're Paul and Shannon Elmore, and you've been listening to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. So you're going to be doing the intro and outro and everything to it on this while we're awesome. walking. Awesome. While we're walking? Yeah, do it right now. We're your hosts. I'll try that when the car is not driving by. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, What to Do When one of your one of your spouses <laughs> i hope you don't have more than one that's a whole nother issue right there <laughs>